You're listening to Supporting Siblings, where we share the experiences of our not-so-typical life as a brother and sister of individuals impacted by developmental disabilities. Here are your hosts, Larry and Laura. What's up, sister? Not a whole lot. Happy New Year, Larry. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. First episode of 2020. I'm stoked. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad the holidays are over, though. I don't know about you. You know, yes. I get all juiced up and jacked up, like, you know, come like November 1st, and by the time December 27th rolls around, I'm just like, you know, you're just done. <laughs> like, okay, this, you know, we, and I've been sick. I, I got sick and, you know, just before Christmas break. So I spent a good three quarters of my break with a lovely cold and the lingering cough. So, well, happy here 2020. we are. Yeah, here we are in 2020. And, I keep hearing this thing about 2020 and vision, uh, lots of little <laughs> slogans like that. And today we have our first guest on Supporting Siblings Ever, which has just been you and I and John John, uh, Amanda Slobe. Uh, we met at the Sibling Leadership Conference uh, here in Nashville in early, early November. And Amanda mm-hmm. is the oldest of three. She has a sister, Kristen, 29, and a brother, Jimmy, who's 27. Both Jimmy and Kristen live in upstate New York, and Amanda lives in Washington, D.C. Kristen has Smith-McGinnis syndrome and lives with their parents, Jim and Jenny. Did I say that right, Amanda? Welcome. Hey, yes, yeah, you did. I, hey, okay. thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was perfect. Yes. Perfect. Well, welcome to the show. And, uh, thank you. We are here to talk about vision today. <laughs> you, like us, have a sibling uh, with, a, with a disability, and uh, we share a lot in common. And we, you and I kind of connected right away. So tell me a little bit about your family and, and uh, give us some family history. And then, uh, boy, we are going to dig right into your vision. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. Thank, well, thanks for having me, Larry and Laura. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I, I come from upstate New York, a small town called Red Creek, New York. My family, they're all, they're all up there. Kristen, of course, lives with my parents, like you mentioned. And my brother lives and works up there as well. And... I know when I tell folks that Kristen has Smith-McGinnis syndrome, a lot of people don't know what that is. It's a developmental disorder, so it affects it affects people in, in different ways, but often there's mild to moderate intellectual disability, delayed speech and language skills, facial features that are distinctive, sleep disturbances, and, and you know, uh, tantrums. And Kristen, Kristen, she's she was given the the uh, I don't know if "label" is the right word, but she was described as nonverbal by doctors growing up. Um, she uses sign language to communicate, but she she's getting much more communicative now, much more verbal. But mostly, she uses sign language to communicate. She can hear. Four-letter words are coming out crystal clear. Oh, yeah. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's funny how those are yeah. the easiest, yeah. easiest yeah. ones yeah. to learn. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's the love of my life, so she's... Tell us yeah. a little bit about uh, some things growing up. Share with everybody some of the things you... you some life experiences and how your relationship with, with Kristen developed and the good times, bad times, whatever you... Whatever on your heart. Okay, Awesome. Um, sure. That's what I love about the sibling world is you just get right to it. There's no, no fluff. You just jump right in. I think every sibling 
every SIB, we're, we're SIBs, right? Every yeah. SIB has enough life experiences that could probably fit into like at least a couple memoirs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> obviously something that affects you for life. Um, I know I went through an embarrassment phase with Kristen for sure growing up, especially during elementary and middle school. You know, I'd see Kristen, Kristen um, went to the school I went to. I would see Kristen in the hallway and if she saw me, she'd get upset. So this was what time is she's learning to communicate, but she, she'd get upset. She'd start crying and screaming and hitting herself. I don't think she could put words yet to missing me or being excited to see me. I don't know, but she, um, either way she would sort of, sort of, uh, freak out and it, being a middle schooler, that's, it's embarrassing, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Of course. <laughs> It's like social suicide at that age, you know? It's hard. It's not hard. You know, it's hard not to get embarrassed. Yeah. Um, And I, like, I would pretend I forgot something in my locker and turn around to go get it. Um, And I remember one time, um, this is already feeling vulnerable to share, but I'm going to do it anyway. I remember her coming up the hallway, about to come around the corner where I was. I could hear her interpreter and and Kristen um, communicating and I ran into the bathroom and I hid. Yeah. And (laughs) I just didn't want Kristen to, to, to see me. And even going to the grocery store, I would wait out in the car while my mom and Kristen went in um, to the store. So yeah. 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 We, I I mean, uh, similar experiences. I, yeah. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Laura, you're real good on the fly, but I, I, I know that uh, you've done the same Well, we've thing. talked about, yeah, we've talked about those feelings of especially being a, you know, a young, you know, growing into your teen years and how difficult that is. And, you know, that was part of our episode on embarrassment is that those are natural feelings that we as siblings feel um, because our life, is completely different from someone else in many, many ways. And, you know, it's just, we, we also, I think, look for some sort of autonomy and, you know, we want that, that, you know, part of our life where our sibling doesn't affect our, that part of our life. So, yeah, we just want that one little piece, you know, where in school, what, you know, was probably the one place where you're like, I, just don't have to deal with this right now. And um, so I get that. I totally understand that because there were times when, you know, now John and Billy, to my recollection, I don't ever, well, no, John did go to school with us when we were in elementary school for a brief period of time, just a brief period. But for the most part, our brothers always went to a separate school, but you know, but even the bus pulling in the driveway to pick them up. Oh, and, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody knew the short bus. The short bus. Right. House, right. You know, right. And, yeah. you know yeah. and it was uh, through horrible oh gosh, language, yeah. was called the retard bus. Yeah, oh, you had a retard bus yeah. in your house, the, you know? Yeah, uh, Bosey's. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yep. yeah, right. The Bosey bus. The Bosey's bus, you know? Yep. And, right. Oh, gosh. So it yep. was, you know, that one little part of our life where we wanted something that just was ours and we didn't have to share it or explain something so i get that that's 
you know, I'm pretty sure there are probably many times that I ran out the door or ran into a bathroom or, you know, (laughs) you know, but probably made up some story to somebody like, oh, my mom's babysitting some kids today. I don't know. Right. Teenage years are terrible. Are tough enough, enough, you know, just to be growing up in. I shifted into uh, my involvement with John John's school is once I graduated, I immediately got a job at BOCES and worked mm-hmm. in the district where John John was still going to school. And uh, I got very overprotective and, you know, yeah. probably crossed the line a couple times with students that were teasing them. That's that pendulum swing that happens in our life. You know, like, don't talk to me. I'm not going to acknowledge you too so much as if you look at my sibling the wrong way you're dealing with me and it won't be pretty, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a really um, unique sort of feeling. And I think that, you know, with most siblings, we, you know, it's a love hate relationship at times, you know, like I can't stand them, but I couldn't live without them, you know? And um, so, you know, it might even be just a little bit more personified with our siblings that have special needs because, it's just different components that factor into that. So yeah, it, yeah. It, Amanda, yeah, you, you it, had it, mentioned that you you went into a protective phase too. Oh right, of, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> the next stage, the next level. Um, I went from embarrassment to yep. Almost, you know, I keep thinking of the word ferocious, like this ferocious yep. protective mode of yep. Of if anyone so much as looks. That Kristen is funny, and and that that looking back because I was thinking about this, getting ready for this episode. Looking back, I that put me in. I felt the need to be everywhere Kristen was. So I go yeah. from sitting outside in the car while while mom and Kristen are getting groceries to uh, I'm going to be with you wherever wherever you are as best I can, just to yeah. just to be there in case someone you know gives her the side eye, someone makes fun yeah. of her, someone. Um, I don't know about you guys, but the mall just wow. was awful. The mall, even now, I still feel when I go to the mall with Kristen, I can still feel that that um, that stress around. And, and, and you're, and I don't know about you, but I'm I'm. My friend called me out on it once. One of my best friends. I'm I'm almost like searching for someone to right. to to look at her funny or make fun yeah. of her, and it's a lot of energy. <laughs> It is. And it's, you know, again, it, that's a really hard, because I, I, I was exactly like you and I'm, you know, going to be boldly honest and say there are times that I'm not proud of that I was like over the line and just like, you know, like you said, you're almost searching for it. And like, what are you looking at? You know, and you're, mm-hmm. you're the one picking the fight. And I've caught myself from time to time where someone it might be in a store and they make a loud noise and you're natural human reaction is to look over and say, what was that, you know? And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily making fun of someone. I think society now is much more accepting and much more willing to give those social graces passes. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, I feel like, you know, 20 years ago, it was a lot more, you know, condemning, um, and so, right. you know, my, my mom used to say, who, by the way, she had, honest to God, like I never saw anybody handle stares or glares better than she did. She handled it with grace and 
she handled it with, um, and that was her child. So I can't imagine how difficult that must have been for her. But she used to tell me that I was like this from the very beginning. She used to have to pull me in. Larry, you might remember. I'd be out threatening, I literally, you know, with pigtails in my hair. I'll punch your teeth down yeah. your throat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, can't... yeah. And, and so, too, I totally understand your word, ferocious. <laughs> yeah. you know we, we can become ferocious and um it just it's it's very hard to shut that off it's yeah, almost it impossible it's almost impossible because they are you know we have grown up with them we've seen the the, the worst mm-hmm. the worst days mm-hmm. we've seen the best days and we've seen everything in between and so for someone to have the gall to make fun of them, it's like yeah. you have no idea what you're doing, you know, and you have no, I just, it's shallow and it's, so it's really hard, you know, to, to turn that off. So I understand, I really yeah. do. And, you know, through it as a young kid, you know, I learned a lesson and I've just had to, I've often thought of my mom and how she dealt with things with grace. You know, she learned to let a lot roll off of her back and that's been something that, you know, I've had to, her, me personally really work on as a as, for my own character you know yeah, yeah. let it roll just let it roll pick and choose your fights you know there's always going to be somebody out there who's not going to be so nasty or not so nice you know and, yeah. and they're nasty and you know you just have to what I've learned is change your immediate surroundings and you hope that it has a ripple effect you know so yeah and you just love on them harder in front right. of them too right right exactly yeah. I've pulled Kristen in for a big that kiss when yeah (laughs) but um yeah I think so I mean having a sibling like Kristen when I got into the protective mode I was always I always needed to anticipate and and when Kristen was younger too when she wasn't anywhere near as verbal as she is now our family my brother me everyone we had to anticipate because we had to get ahead of, you know, her next tantrum or her next meltdown or, or, um, you know, her request. And we just needed to try to get ahead of it because she, she, she knew sign language language and we all knew sign. She still didn't quite seem to have the words to express herself. Mm. And so Kristen, like Kristen, she used to bang her head into the wall into the side of our car doors. I mean, she literally put holes in walls and dents in doors. And I mean, it's heartbreaking. And we always had, we always tried to get ahead of those moments, try to get ahead of her. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't hurt herself. Um, You know, some, she's, she stopped banging her head. And I haven't seen her recently hit herself. She also used to bite She's got scars on her wrist from biting herself from being frustrated. Um, yeah. And that's trying to get ahead of that. You know, it's, it's, it's hard watching that. And, and, and you've got, I felt the need to always try to anticipate the next, the next meltdown. I know, I know very well the sound of slamming fists makes on a wooden restaurant table mm-hmm. when you're out to eat <laughs> and there's silverware and filled glasses on the table. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. So the, the needing to anticipate, I guess I'm, I'm telling you that because it's sort of kind of an anxiety that stemmed out of that. Yeah. It's exhausting. I'm always being on alert and yep. feeling like I had to be one step ahead of Kristen. Yep. 
the future, anything that could happen to her. Yeah, that oh. that I mean that will that will come in into play in a little bit. But yeah, oh, that's- yeah. Well, that's what I was just <laughs> thinking. Uh, we're going to take a quick fifteen second break, but uh, Amanda, when we we were at that conference together and started out by everyone get, standing up and going around the room, I think you were one of yeah. the first to get up and and, um, I mean, I remember you uh, even kind of sharing it. Everybody talked for a few minutes and got to know each other. But anyways, you, you talked about an idea and a vision that you have about your sister uh, or or just for anyone with an intellectual disability who wants to travel. I -hmm. live in Nashville. My family's in New York. We are lucky that John John can at least get from here to there by himself. But Right. Not many others can. Right after we come back from this break, we're going to talk about youhaveavisitor.com. And in the meantime, just uh, have a quick listen. And it also it really grabbed me. I mean, I got a tickle on my stomach when you started talking about it because I have been in the midst of planning something big with my brother. And these uh-huh. kind of go together hand in hand. And uh, I'm real excited to, uh, cool. to have you share your idea. And we'll be right back. Supportingsiblings.com. We invite you to visit patreon.com slash support sibs and support the podcast with a five or $10 monthly subscription. You'll get exclusive access to the full episode one day earlier, along with the bonus segment, Musical Mayhem, access to the full unedited show with all the funny outtakes and bloopers. Again, that's patreon.com slash support sibs. Again, yeah, visit SupportingSiblings.com. We are going to have a link directly to youhaveavisitor.com. And Amanda, I'm just going to give you the floor and share where this came from, what it's about, and how amazing this is going to (laughs) be. Thank you. Awesome. I'm super excited, too. I didn't get to come to the conference, but when I got to have some conversation with you and Larry, I just thought this was just, just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I I do want to give a little bit of the background adventure journey. uh, I don't know what the word is that that led up to this. Um, So the timeline is back in October of 2017. So just over two years ago, I joined a um, women's life coach group called Brave. Mm -hmm. And it's run by this phenomenal and brilliant woman named Karen Schachter. I'm going to give my shout out right now to Karen Schachter and all my lovely brave women. I love you. You know who you are. So I joined, I joined the group, which isn't therapy, but it's, it's about stepping into your life, your truth, who you are, you know, what, what turns you on and up and, and what stepping into your truth. And women aren't often asked what we want and sometimes we know what we want but maybe we shut that part of us down for whatever reason you know guilt fear or shame so i joined brave and and it's not therapy but but stuff certainly came up uh when you're a sib i think even talking about stepping into your own life (laughs) Mm-hmm. is a huge deal. I mean, that's, that's a hard step down off the sidewalk. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of like, who does that? How could I do that? 
And, and what, what would happen to Kristen? What about Kristen? You know, here comes that anxiety, that anticipating. What about Kristen? But yeah, that's, that's another podcast episode for another day, <laughs> yes. for sure. But working with Karen, I learned, I basically had to let myself start breathing if I wanted to change from the life I was living, which was, um, if you can imagine, it was going from, hi, I'm Kristen's sister, Amanda, mm-hmm. to, hi, I'm Amanda, and I have a sister named Kristen. Mm. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I had to, I, I had to, I have to the process, right. Uh, let go of needing to control everything for Kristen. Mm. Cause while I was doing that, I was also sacrificing a lot for myself. And also, boy, I'm being really vulnerable on this podcast. Feels good. <laughs> it's scary and good, but I was also really angry for a really long time. I was really angry. And, under all that anger, it turns out, was just a lot of sadness. Yep. You know? And you know, for for what Kristen didn't, couldn't, can't have, what I didn't have growing up. I mean, my parents are phenomenal and amazing and did the best job they could. I wouldn't change anything, and I would do it all over again, but there is definitely still a sense of loss. Right. It's a, it's a, there's a right. process involved with it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've gone through it. Yeah. You know, sometimes so, you don't, you're not aware you're going through it till you're right. almost out of it. Or, you or your, or your, it's up to your, it's up to your chin yeah. or up to your nose. Yeah. And you're, you're nearly underwater. Sometimes it feels like, so I think part of that grieving was, and it still is because I'm still with Karen and in the group and the brave program, it's letting go of thinking that I can predict the future that I can anticipate what's going to happen, what Kristen needs, what's, what's right, what's going to be right in front of Kristen, what's going to happen to Kristen. Kristen's going to be 30 in April. I'm 33. That's a 30 year habit. Yep. That's that's 30 years of anxiety for someone that you care for so deeply on such a cellular level. Yeah, and joy and love are included in that too, and that's what makes yeah. it such a complicated thing. You know? Absolutely, and so I always, I I learned through through working with Karen, we talked a lot about things that you want, that you desire, and and it it is those things that you desire, but it's also the feeling it gives you. And one of the things that I love and that I want is to spend some time in Spain. Cause that was my first trip overseas. I loved it. I fell in love with it, but I, I told Karen, I can't be far away from Kristen. I need to be close to Kristen in case something happens. Like I can't go to Spain. I can't, I, I can't live there I, right now in DC. I'm a 45 minute flight to Syracuse, or maybe 40 minutes. I don't know. Either way, my work, my commute to work is longer than the flight to Syracuse. And yeah, I just always felt I needed to be close to Kristen in case something happened to her. And, and I guess I'm, I'm still learning with my work with Karen that I can't control everything. But also when I actually step into me, into Amanda, into my life, not only I benefit, but everyone around me benefits, including Kristen. And so that's kind of the, the background of the, the pain, the love, the joy, the grief, the anger, the sadness, 
this is all, these are all the ingredients for what I'm about to talk about, my why, really. So last year, it was actually around this time, which is really cool, actually. I, I was coming back from visiting home, and I was on the plane, and I remember thinking it would be really nice if I didn't have to go upstate every time I wanted to see Kristen. And goodbyes are always so hard with Kristen. They're so hard. It doesn't get easier. Well, up until recently. And I thought, and I shared this with the brave women and Karen, they heard it first. I said, there needs to be some way for Kristen and I to stay connected. But for me to not always have to go back upstate and for Kristen, who's asking me, I don't know if John John asks you 20 questions about a thing, but I get the 20 questions of where I live. So I was on the plane headed back to D.C. and I was thinking it would be great if I didn't have to go back upstate every time that I wanted to uh, see Kristen. And last year, I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half ago, I wanted to take Kristen to, to Philadelphia. To, to visit. What I had to do was absurd. I flew to Syracuse from DC. I rented a car. I picked up Kristen. We drove to Philly. And then I had to drive her back, drop her off, drop off the rental, and then get on a plane and go back to DC. Hmm. And it was, it was a lot of moving parts. Um, and I remember thinking there has got to be a better way to shorten the distance between us. There's a, just has to be. And so I had this idea, Karen and Brave and the Brave women, they heard it first. I, I knew I wanted Kristen to visit me. I'd been fortunate enough to travel in undergrad and grad school. And I know how much fun travel is and how travel changes a person. I mean, one of my desires is I want to live in Spain for a little bit because it was the first place I fell in love with. And and Kristen's always asking me 20 questions about my friends, my favorite restaurants, hmm. my apartment. I don't know if John John asks yeah. you 20 questions about yeah. Yeah. about same thing. Um, yes. And I wanted Kristen to be able to travel without my parents and my friends to meet her. You know, all of all of these things. So I was sitting on the plane when I was thinking this, and I thought there is. I'm going to create a program where the Christians of the world, Kristen would be able to come visit me. She would come with a traveling companion. Kristen would spend time with me and the traveling companion is in the city that we're in for the weekend for however long. And then at the end of Kristen's visit, the traveling companion and Kristen go back. Hmm. And I remember sitting in an aisle seat when I thought, I already know what I want to call it. I want to call it You Have a Visitor, or Why Have for short, because it's I have a visitor in my life. Mm. You know, it's exciting to hear you have a visitor. And and it's this is for us, like the siblings, in the best way possible. And it's for it's for the Christians of the world. It's for our siblings with disabilities who who might want to travel or who want to see the world in, where you live who want to experience your life. So you, that's 
that that's that's the why. That's how why have that's how you have a visitor was born. I'm creating a program that will give people with disabilities and special needs an opportunity to travel on their own terms. Oh, I love it. So I I fantastic. Have, okay. And this is it's a, just so cool. Just to Thank add, you. Add to your why, Amanda. Here's some statistics. For, and this is uh, right off the Bureau of Transportation Statistics mm-hmm. at uh, bts.gov. It's real easy to find. 25 million Americans, five age five and older, have self-reported travel-limiting disabilities. Crazy. 13 million, 13 and a half million are age 18 to 64, and 11 mm-hmm. million of them are over 65. 3.6 mm-hmm. million Americans with traveling uh, travel limiting disabilities do not leave their homes because they are disabled. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really? So there is that is right off BTS that is the Bureau of Transportation and that yeah. was just uh you know a quick thing I wanted to That's have some kind of uh, yeah. So it's not a, there is another add on to your why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because That's so beautiful. Many, yeah. That's I mean That's it's, it's, I really, it's devastating. But uh, yeah. Yeah. John John travels a lot. He can go from like I said one place to another billy it's just you know no chance no it's, chance yeah uh, without no, i mean it would be without it, without such an endeavor with them. yeah yeah right. it would be such an endeavor but you know we've been fortunate you know to, to kind of piggyback this larry and i you know larry lives in tennessee we have a good friend that lives in florida an uncle that lives in florida you know cousins that live in california that are always willing to take john without you know without batting an eyelash However, you know, that's, that's great. That is wonderful. But John has said things like, I would like to go to um, Alaska or yeah. something. I want to go to Texas. I want to mm-hmm. do things, you know, and, and it's always, well, John, unfortunately, you know, you have to kind of follow our agenda, which isn't the worst of, of it all. But there's so many things that they can, that they want to do. They're, they're living, breathing human beings that have hopes and desires and want to experience the things that we take for granted. Absolutely. And, and I think it's only fair to think like, you know, I think this is so cool that you just had this revelation and you thought outside the box and was like, you know what, something's got to change here because that's how good things happen is when someone is like kind of thrown up against the wall and they're really thinking like, you know what, I got to, something's got to be different, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I just feel like this has so much potential and how cool would it be? How cool would it be for John to call me one day and say, I'm going on a cruise to Alaska with a companion buddy and, you know, I'm going to be gone for five days checking out Alaska like I've always wanted to do. I would jump for joy. I literally would jump for joy because, I mean, I'm like, my eyes are filling with tears now because I'm thinking, oh, my God, that would be something, a dream that he could fulfill on his own without the assistance. It would be a level of independence for him. Absolutely. And I I think, Kristen, like freedom to travel does not just what the statistics that you read, Larry, are are disgusting. Right. And it's Staggering. disgusting. I, I, I mean, that's the word that came to mind. If Kristen, tra- freedom to travel does not come as easily to Kristen. If she wants to go shopping, if she wants to go to Syracuse, um, which is 45 minutes from our home, she has to ask my parents, my brother, 
a friend to take her. So, she, so her adventures are totally dependent upon when someone else is not only available, but also willing to take her. Yes. Right. And, right. And so, and so for my vision for why have, I, it's going to be, it is, it will be a program that gives people with disabilities the opportunities to travel on their own terms. I mentioned right. that. Yeah. It makes, I know I want it to make connections possible. My thing was, how do I shorten the distance between Kristen and me? Um, It's going to give Kristen and others like her, you know, this taste of freedom, but also like independence that comes with travel. Right. Right. And, and it gives us, Larry, you, me, this, this sense of relief and this joy that you mentioned, Laura, that um, no matter where we live, no matter where we step into our life, our siblings have access to us. Obviously there's the financial aspect of this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, saw many, many like, like John, John. Um, I mean, he doesn't, he, he does some part-time vacuuming. He, yeah. he gets uh, obviously social security and, <clears throat> but that limits his budget in a lot of people. So, we are also, yep. you and I talked about, Amanda, uh, about hitting up, I'm going to say it, Southwest Airlines, because uh, yep. I mean, Laura, they, they offered you free travel one time. I mean, just they to get did. some assistance with, the, with yep. the financial aspect as well, because sometimes because they have a disability, they're unable to work, are living at a level where they just don't have two grand to shell out on a trip. Right. And, yeah. Uh, so. and, and I think also the bigger... If Southwest is listening and and American and Virgin and all of them, you know, I think it's really important to point out that there are few visible signs of inclusion in mm-hmm. air travel. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and I want you have a visitor to be a, an agent of that change by making sure that people with disabilities and special needs have an opportunity to experience adventures and and travel just like the three of us, just like the folks who are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, John John <laughs> has, a, has an emotional support dog, and I've seen photos. I saw a photo recently of uh, somebody having a emotional support pony. <laughs> and I'm like, how does that happen? I, I, I don't know. You know, like oh, a pony on an airplane, but there's nothing like having another human being. I'm just um, right now trying it. to picture being on that flight, yeah. you know, I'm like bring my <laughs> emotional support pit viper with me on the, on the oh my God. <laughs> you know, this, uh, but there's nothing like having another human being with someone who identifies and helps. And so what was Absolutely. your thought process? I mean, we're going to get into how to contact you and all that. But yeah, sure. It's uh, no, you I, have a base website up. You have a visitor.com. You can get there. Mm-hmm by visiting yep. supportingsiblings.com as well. So mm-hmm. what, what, is, yeah. what were your ideas? I know so, you're just in the vision and birthing phase of this. And right now we, we had a trial run. We did a trial run in August of this year, this past year, where Kristen came to visit me in D.C. And one of my best friends from growing up, who Kristen knows and trusts and who knows Kristen, Becky, Becky brought Kristen as her traveling companion and I trusted Becky and I trusted Becky not only with Kristen, but with any type of hurdle that would surface along the way. And, Mm -hmm. and Becky would also recognize what successes were there along the way. And it was just to truly see, you know, let's just see if, if this 
works. And, and it was a three day adventure. My parents brought Kristen to the airport and Kristen, Kristen was, was ready to, was ready to go on the adventure. And it was the most incredible thing to, to witness Kristen visiting me because I felt and I witnessed this this independence and this pure joy of her getting to see my world. Like now she knows what's on the menu of my favorite restaurant because she's ordered off of it. Mm. And, yeah. and Friday night we met, uh, we had dinner with Karen and I wanted Karen and Kristen to meet. And the four of us were out to eat at um, one of my favorite uh, Mediterranean restaurants, Zaitinia. And it was Friday night, at, and I said to Kristen, well, probably mid-dinner, and I said, Kristen, do you realize you are eating octopus and drinking champagne in Washington, D.C. <laughs> right now? Oh. And it was, it was the most rewarding thing to see. I'm starting to, to tear up here. I, it was the most rewarding thing to see her face. Mm-hmm. and how happy she was and and she at the end of the at the end of the um the trial run it was funny because it was sunday morning and she knew she was leaving and and i said did you have fun and she said mhm yes and i said do you think you want to go on a trip again maybe and she said without missing a beat yes hawaii Oh, wow. like, okay, well, let's just, let's just slow slow down. But and the, the next, the last thing to at the airport, it was really powerful because Kristen, who's always been the one who's been left behind, yeah, right. Even though my brother lives near my parents' home, he's left the house. He travels for work. Kristen's always watched us leave, and now. At the airport, Kristen is the one saying goodbye, knowing that she can have another adventure. Yep. And and I am perfectly happy being the one who has to, you know, stay behind in a sense. But I've just had a visitor. I've had someone who's who's come into my world. We've had a fun weekend. And there there is an Instagram for you have a visitor. And for anyone who wants to check it out, I did record the weekend um it's in one of the highlights oh that's fantastic um, but you see in the on the instagram there is a post where i post a picture of i went to grad school overseas so i'm i'm about to it's from a decade ago i'm about to board a 12-hour flight to to grad school to egypt and kristen's saying goodbye to me and she's a mess and we're both I mean, I'm like kind of smiling, but it's just really, really sad. She's upset. She's not going to see me for six, eight months. But then if you look at the next photo, which I've compared and I've asked, can you spot the difference between these two photos? The next photo is Kristen saying goodbye to me at Reagan after this trial run. And she's hugging me and it's sad. Yes, I miss you. I'll see you. But immediately she's walking towards the um, security line, smiling, like, you know, I'll see you again. Mm -hmm. Next adventure is on its way. And there's just, there's something so powerful in giving Kristen that independence, that taste of travel, that freedom. 
after we talked for the first time, you talked about that, that post and, and anyone who's listening, really go check it out because I did after you and I spoke for the first time and the look on your sister, I'm going to (laughs) cry. The look on your sister's face was exactly as you described. Like she was just, it was pride. She was proud. She was so proud of what she had just done that all of us take for granted. We just, I mean, you know, Larry and I, yeah, you, you can hop on a plane whenever you want. If you, you know, I understand there's things that limit us to finances and job and work and responsibilities. But the truth be told is if we really had a longing and a desire, if I wanted to come down to Nashville next weekend, I would make it happen. Right. You know, and it's just something that we don't think of. We don't think twice about it. We just hop on a plane and go. And I just, the first, when I looked at your sister's face, I thought she's proud. Mm-hmm. She's so happy, yeah. you know. I mean, it was just such a, a an accomplishment for her, and I don't know. So I think that I think that was it was just really eye opening for me. It really was. Yeah, you. <laughs> you're but welcome. I, everyone, I mean, everyone deserves to be. First of all, everyone deserves the freedom to travel, and everyone deserves to be connected to those that we care about. And I think everyone also deserves the opportunities that we have gotten from travel that change us as well. Right. You said, Chris, right. you mentioned Kristen's how proud she is, you know, that, that confidence and that courage and that yep. pride comes from, oh. comes from being visiting Sissy, visiting me and also ordering octopus off the menu. Right. And <laughs> also going through the, the security line and getting on a plane. Yep. That's right. Exactly. I, I mean, John, John, loves traveling. We actually, uh, this has been a planning, uh, I've been planning and working on pulling this together, but John's thing is time zones. You know, you talk about the 20 questions, he'll call and ask what time it is here when he knows exactly what time it is here. <laughs> he just wants to hear it. He wants, wants to know you. the time, yeah. wants the temperature. So I did take John John to Denver with me when I was a tour manager about a decade ago. And it was just we're in the middle of Kansas, middle of nowhere. John's looking at an atlas. This is before the iPhone and, you know, it had no navigation. Yeah, right. And um, John's like, we're almost a mountain time. And I'm like, how do you know? And he's like, just Aww. do. You know, just do. <laughs> Amanda, 30 seconds later, there's the sign on the side of the interstate. Wow. I had, awesome. I mean, I'm driving a 30-foot truck full of equipment. <laughs> And I, we pulled over and um, cool. uh, I got a picture of him with his arms in the air, you know, uh, <laughs> entering mountain time zone. And, and I can remember that moment to this day again, joy of this. It's, it's such a simple thing. People don't even think about. They get aggravated about yeah. crossing time zones. And yeah. here this just brought him enormous amount of pride and joy as well. Yeah. And so yeah. I... I I think this is, uh, I'm really excited. Um, again, visit supportingsiblings.com. There'll be a direct link to you have a visitor and uh, the Instagram posts, or you can just uh, hit that up directly. And also, uh, we are on a campaign to add to John's trip a little bit. And whatever we get in excess of that, like John's trip to California is solid. We're going to go. He's bringing his dog. Three of us are going at the end of February. And uh, whatever we get in excess, 
um, is going to go to your vision, Amanda. And Thank are you, you. So, Amanda, we are with you along this ride. Whatever we can do to, to help fulfill this dream and vision. We, Laura and I, uh, watched our parents build something from nothing. That, um, done amazing things. And Laura and I, have. this is our beginning of kind of carrying on our portion of uh, vision that our parents have. And now we have some fellow sibs to do this project i'm ready to to dig in and do whatever so go ahead and tell the world how they can contact no, you oh, thank you yeah thanks anything, um, I, I, uh, any final thoughts as we wrap sure, up this episode sure thanks yeah so as i mentioned there's the instagram page you have a visitor um you can follow us there the the website uh we're still i say we're still working on the itinerary but the website is up there is a place to sign up for updates if you, you do want to be involved, and as this grows, you can also um, email me if if you'd like. It's Amanda at youhaveavisitor.com. Amanda at youhaveavisitor.com? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do, for the listeners, want to be completely transparent. So right now, we're, we're still at the beginning stages working through the business model. It is. It is being built, mm-hmm. um, sure. but that's that's where we are right now. We're at the beginning stages, um, but yeah, sign, get, go to the website, sign up, email me. Well, I think awesome. you, know, you never know Thank who's you. listening that uh, will share your vision and want to get involved. That would be phenomenal. I okay, I just have good good vibes that. about this. And we'll we will stay in touch, and uh, maybe we'll we'll have you back after you do your trip. Uh, do another trip with Kristen and uh, we'll do an update in a couple of months and perfect. um, That would be great. uh, Great episode. And thank you uh, so much. Thank you. Really, uh, really grateful that we've met and uh, me too. Yes. Awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, what's coming next. I am too. Thanks Larry. Thanks Laura. You're welcome. Thank you. It was awesome meeting you. And this is awesome. I just feel like, you know, this is just, I, I, it just, there's a feeling about it, you know, and I just yeah. think that something like this just is. Um, oh, you get this in front of the right oh, person, Ellen DeGeneres, right. someone big like that who has. Oh, a oh yeah, that's. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we just absolutely. All out there. Yeah. We, yeah. we are gonna we're gonna hit up Southwest because. And if Ellen DeGeneres phenomenal. is listening, like, come on, Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want I want to help. <laughs> you know, I want it to help. I just want it to help people and now i'm still thinking about this this statistic that you read larry and something i didn't mention which is there but i i want to call out too that trial run that Kristen came to visit yes while Kristen was away my parents got their first break yeah in oh, years yes. yeah that, in you're years. right i'm glad you brought that up because my um, gosh i mean parents don't you know, rarely, yeah rarely yeah do they get a break right. and it's just Laura needs so, it too. Oh, I mean, now in our oh. position, both our parents are gone, and mm-hmm. John and Billy are both in in, in group homes. <clears throat> but John John lives three miles away from Laura, and Laura, mm-hmm. I know you've taken on the the brunt, the, uh, all of the caregiving portion of of what John required and what he was used to, and just like that, if he was on a cruise to Alaska, he definitely wouldn't be calling you ten times a day. <laughs> so there is that aspect to that, <laughs> right. and that. 
you know, may may sound like it's selfish in a way, but it's not. It's necessary. Mental breaks, respite are essential. Absolutely. To, to oh. Recharge for everybody. So that's why there is. This is just. This is so important, Amanda. And, and this is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm Thank you. To be Thank along. you. I'm we, excited. We both are to um, take this to the next level and watch this grow. Do I do I have time to mention the? the surprise oh, trip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if, as we if, wrap up here, if anyone's sitting yeah. with Kristen, turn the volume down. But <laughs> um, so my parents and I were, were talking um, over the holiday break and we want to surprise Kristen with a trip to Disney for her 30th. She turns 30 in April, but the trip mm-hmm. will probably be in May. We're not sure yet, but we want to bring Kristen to Disney and this is how it would, this is how it would work because instead of me needing to go up to get Kristen and then fly her down to Orlando, Kristen will travel with a traveling companion. And we have someone in mind to Orlando. I'll fly down to Orlando and my parents have the opportunity to fly down to Orlando as well on the same flight, different flight. I would think they would go on a different one. So then Kristen can have her sense of independence. Right. And my parents can, have a little bit of a break as well and we all meet in orlando and the traveling companion will, will stay with us i mean i there's so many um so many different ways that this could play out right ultimately but for us the traveling companion will will hang with us and when i want to spend some time with my parents in harry potter world and mm-hmm. and get some butterbeer i don't know <laughs> the, the friend the companion will take Kristen to go see Olaf oh, and beautiful. and the frozen characters. And so that's that's kind of what's cooking right now. I want it this is it's I'm gonna if we go, it's gonna be a why have thing, you have a visitor thing because this is one of the this is a prime example of why this this needs to happen. Well it's done then. Uh I have my trip coming up with John John um and it's something uh, I think we can help bring awareness to awesome. you have a visitor there and then uh, this this trip with Kristen and then I think we're going to have to do a follow up in a couple months. So yeah, that's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. So uh oh wow, great episode. Cool. Well, this is uh this is wonderful having our first guest on Thank the show you. and uh yeah. you're the first, always will be the first. Awesome. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love and, it. 2020. Uh, yes, I'll take 2020 that. Is okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Thanks again for listening to Supporting Siblings, and we will see you next time. Coming up in some upcoming episodes, we're going to delve into sexuality. I know that's coming up, and uh, we have some things going on with John John. And it's a difficult subject to talk about, but that will be coming up on an episode of Supporting Siblings. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and invite you to share your stories and write to us at a not so typical at gmail.com or visit supporting siblings.com and connect with us on all our socials.